Dimpsey hits Darren Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colum Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colum's first punch. Finnerty delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and neither the football champions. Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. Delighted to be joined as always by Martin O'Halloran, the PRO of the Mead County Board and also the PRO of Leinster Council. We're here in 41 venue uh, recording our podcast and we're delighted to have a special guest on the show this week. Uh, the one and only uh, Connor Tormey, the Mead County Board Chairman and a proud Ashburn man. Connor, thanks a million for coming in to speak with us on the show. Thanks, Mikey. Delighted to be here. Um, on this week's show, we're going to talk about the All-Ireland winners, that's Kilmesson and Dunboyne in their respective codes this week. We're going to be having a look at uh, Gaelic Voices for Change. That's uh, an initiative by ex-GEA players around the country who are doing a, a sleep out on the 16th of December. We'll be talking about the Mead GEA Awards that were announced yesterday. We'll have a quick look at the Division 1 Football League final that took place last weekend. We'll be announcing the winner of the Mead GEA jersey for the Mead greatest GEA moment, the competition that we held over the last four weeks. We'll have a quick look at uh, the tweets that we've received in this week and then we're going to have a, a good in-depth conversation with Conor Tormey about his tenure as uh, Mead County Board Chairman. So first of all, I suppose we'll go to the All-Ireland winners, Martin. Kilmesson and Dunboyne ladies in uh, Camogie and in football winning the Junior Championship. The Camogie Championship was the Kilmesson ladies and Dunboyne winning the Intermediate Football All-Ireland Final uh, by a pint and uh, just Mead, Mead uh, ladies are going from strength to strength in both codes at the minute Yeah they certainly are just one thing I'd like to say about all that you know it was brilliant to see um, both teams winning their All-Irelands over the weekend but they were both played at the same time on the same day and it's very very difficult um, as far as me GA is concerned uh, well, we're all supporters of both of those teams we had our own particular race day, you know, the people involved in Dunboyne are all great friends of the girls who are playing Camogie for Kilmesson, and it's very, very difficult to fit everything into uh, the one calendar, and, uh, you know, we just want to reassure those particular people that we're, uh, you know, me, GEA, are very proud of the achievements of them in Kilmesson and Dunboyne, and we couldn't be there, obviously, because... Uh, you know, our own fundraising activities on the day. But just in relation to Camogie, um, I know the Gremlins were at work there earlier, but uh, I have to say this again, uh, the performance, uh, I just want to point out once again uh, the performance of Aileen Donnelly uh, and her continued uh, performance over the years. Uh, what a career she's had uh, playing and promoting uh, Camogie in this, in this particular county. And she really is one of the finest athletes this county has ever seen. So I'm delighted for her and for her teammates that they won uh, the All-Ireland on Sunday. 
wonderful, wonderful feat by those Kilmes and Camogues, especially having uh, drawn the All-Ireland final the week beforehand with a late uh, goal um, to draw level with Clan Morris of uh, Kerry, but uh, convincing winners by by four points and a scoreline of nine points to five. And I suppose, Connor, uh, near neighbours of yours, they wouldn't be too far away from you, Dunboyne. The Dunboyne ladies winning their All-Ireland final by a point uh, against Kinsale on a scoreline of 213 to 212. And um, really, really good year for Dunboyne. Yeah, fabulous achievement, Mikey, um, and for Kilmeston as well, and I'd like to congratulate both on behalf of me, GA. Um, Dunboyne seem to be going from strength to strength every year, and a fabulous club up there, both men's and, and ladies, and delighted for them, so well done to them. Yeah, absolutely brilliant for, for the Dunboyne club, um, and it's great to see women's uh, uh, sports going so well in Mead, especially the GAA, when you think the Camogues are after going up to senior ranks um, and are in Division 1, and the ladies this year um, going to an intermediate final, so it's, it's a- absolutely brilliant times for ladies uh, GAA in Mead. Um, just quickly want to mention uh, Gaelic Voices for Change. This is a social action movement of current and former county players passionate about making a difference. There's a nationwide homelessness solid sleep out on December the 16th and uh, if you go to our social media pages look us up on Twitter it's Gaelic Voices uh, for Change you can find uh, um, links to it on the We Are Mead page as well and on our uh, Facebook page but it's uh, an initiative uh, to raise awareness uh, of homelessness in Ireland and it's a it's a wonderful um, uh, initiative by by these former GEA players and uh, if you can support us in any way do there's going to be a need for for um, like warm uh, sleeping bags, um, uh, clothes, blankets, whatever um, it can be got to Dublin, and it's uh, all going to go towards uh, uh, the homelessness. And obviously, there's going to be uh, donations as well um, uh, for the fundraiser. But that's an initiative by uh, ex. Uh, footballers and uh, uh, hurlers and camogies uh, uh, throughout the country and it's a wonderful initiative and we'll, we'll just leave it at that, we'll move on, there's no need to talk more about that lads. Um, the Mead GAA Awards were announced yesterday um, Club of the Year went to Simonstown or my own club which is a, a wonderful uh, achievement for, for Simonstown Hurler of the Year went to James Kelly of Kiltail, Footballer of the Year went to Park McKeever again, another one of mine, Simonstown, uh, Young Hurler of the Year went to Mikey Mullen of Killian, Young Footballer of the Year went to Jordan Morris of Nobber and uh, Grounds of the Year went to Kilmainham GFC the Public Relations Award went to Minalvi. Referee of the War, Referee of the Year Award went to Bernard Heaney of Clonmagale, and Most Improved Referee went to Hugo Hwarowski of uh, Simpats. And uh, lads, it's a it's a great initiative by Mead County Board to be doing these uh, awards. Not every county does this, but um, you look down through it. Um, I, I suppose Simonstown dominating it with two two uh, um, awards. Um, but one that I wanted to point out in particular was the Referees Award because the referees. As I said earlier on, off air to yourselves, um, referees don't get enough credit for the job they do. It's a very, very thankless job that they do. And they do it week in, week out, hail, rain or snow. The games, when they go ahead, they're there. And um, I suppose, Connor, coming from uh, the county board chairman's point of view, you know, it is a thankless job that these referees do. Yes, yeah, speaking and as I said to you before uh, earlier, I wouldn't do it. It's um, the abuse that they do have to take sometimes, and not always from players, is from supporters coming off. And like I think the supporters should ask themselves at some stage what they do, what the referees do. They're all volunteers. They give up their time freely there to do that uh, week in, week out. And I think we have some great referees. Um, we could do with probably a few more referees, but it's it's hard to get them, and it's it's to do with the way they're being treated off the, off the pitch. 
Just uh, just on that, uh, Connor, because somebody will tweet in or whatever and say that they're not volunteers, that they do get their expenses paid or whatever for going to matches, but um, that's not a good enough reason for for anybody to be abused on the pitch anyway. At the end of the time, they are giving up their time to be a referee. And, um, you know, as we said, thankless job. You said it as well. Would they do it? Would the supporters do it? We have to remember too, Mickey, these... Uh, gentlemen have have wives and they have kids and that and the last thing they want to be reading on social media is a referee done this or he is this or whatever. Um, I know they get their expenses, but expenses wouldn't cover what what they have to do. And there are a number of referees um, who probably don't even charge for half the stuff to do, like even doing the line and that the referees don't get expenses for it. So yeah. Um, they're doing a great job and I think we should be all supporting them. Yeah, it is uh, definitely something that I uh, um, I wanted to point out is that, you know, they, they don't get a lot of recognition um, and, and it is great to see that the referees are... Um, uh, they're given something to work towards at the end of the year and even even Hugo Hwarski, you know, to be most improved referee, that's 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 a great award in itself as well, to, to note that somebody has, has improved in what they're doing. Well, it's nice for them to, to be recognised, I think, and it's not just the referees, all the other awards there. They're, they're all great achievements, and they're not easy picked. The committee that has to sit down and pick them, there's so many uh, individuals that could have got them. The same with the clubs, so many clubs that could have got the awards. And, and like it's not just about what you win throughout the year, but it's, it's their achievements, both on and off the pitch, that's looked at. So that's why they're, they're all winners. Absolutely, and uh, just moving on, I suppose we'll, we'll just have a quick look at the... Division 1 league final that took place on Saturday in Park Tolchin. Um, again, my own Simonstown were taking on near neighbours Wolf Tones. And it was the Wolf Tones club who came out victorious in this one and a scoreline of 15 points to 9. Kim Ward scoring 7 of those 15 points for Wolf Tones. Um, and deserved winners on the day, Martin. Ah, yeah, of course they were deserving. Like, it's very difficult for Simonstown or any club. You know, you've had a very difficult couple of weeks. Well, you say difficult, you won the Keegan Cup, of course, you know, and that's that's the pinnacle. But uh, Wolf Tones are a very good side. They've been involved in their underage structures going very, very well. We've seen them in the quarterfinals of the Championship losing after extra time. So they were going. They had time to prepare for this. They were always going to be up for that particular game. Um, you were after playing the Leinster semi-final the week before and um, in Mullingar, no mean feat. So... You know, uh, I suppose the lads took a little bit of downtime after that and it's very hard to uh, get back up uh, four or five days later and prepare yourself um, for a league final and that's not in any way taken away from Wolf Tones but it was a very competitive, entertaining and sporting game uh, with no quarter asked or given. You know, so uh, even though it was the second week uh, of December, it's great to see both our clubs still with the enthusiasm to win uh, some of our top trophies. Indeed, and I'll just point out that it, I hope it's not the second week of December. Uh, <laughs> second day, <laughs> the second day of December, the second week of December, I'd be starting to worry. I have no presents, Scott. Um, but uh, yeah, congratulations mm-hmm. to Wolf Tones uh, uh, on that victory. And of course, they are in the under 21 final as well. Um, I think that's coming up uh, next week, is it? Sunday week. Sunday week, so best of luck to Wolf Tones in that as well. Um, we, as I said, we'll be announcing uh, the winner of the Mead's greatest GAA moment and the person who's going to receive their um, Mead GAA jersey. But uh, uh, I have the two lads here from the county board, of course, Martin and the chairman, Connor Tormey. And lads, you both have come to the end of your five year tenure, and um, it's, it's, it's been a, 
it's been a, a huge, huge five years uh, f for both years. But Connor, looking down through it, I suppose when when you look back at your five years as as county board chairman. There's been a lot done in those five years. Now there was a lot of, uh, of 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 groundwork done, I suppose, in the years before that. But a lot has come to pass in your five years. And I suppose Dungani would be the one to start with. Um, phase two um, of Dungani. Yeah, I suppose that that's, and that's probably one of our proudest moments. And I think Martin would agree with that. Was um, when I took over chairman, I set up an infrastructure committee to look at uh, finishing off Dungani and setting out to put something right with Park Talton. But I suppose when you go back to Dungani five years ago, when we went in, there were steel containers down there. And to have kids going down there five, six nights a week, under age 14, 15 and 16, and even adults asking them to tug out on a cold night, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't right. And we said we need to do something with Dungani. And we went to Crow Park and Leicester Council about grants, put in a committee there with Noel Dempsey and Liam Mulvell, and we truly delivered in about 18 months. So it has to be one of our proudest moments. Yeah, um, it really is. It's a wonderful, wonderful setup that's out there. And I, I remember going down to Dungani in the, fir in the first years when you were, as you said, there was containers for togging out. And, and uh, you know, to have the facilities that are out there now is second to none. And, you know, uh, it's the facilities that any county would be proud of. Yeah, and if you go to any of the development squads, they love going out there, the parents love bringing their kids because they're all talking about now the proper dress rooms, proper facilities, with the gym and all our administration is out there now as well. But um, definitely has, it has made a difference to, to their training and we can see that had done the right way, that's improving all the time. Yeah, phase one and phase two are done and there is a phase three. Uh, what does phase three uh, entail? Well, the phase three is, we have another 20 acres when you look into Dungani on the right-hand side. So it's... Uh, when, when, the plan will be to make them at the pitches now. That's phase three, but our, our next project is probably uh, Park Totten, which we're about to lodge plan for an overall 20,000-seater. But just to be clear on this, what we will be doing straight away is only a 4,000-seater. The council have re requested that we put in an overall plan for the whole area, and that's over the next 20, 25 years. But like f for this generation, for us and, and this generation, all we're doing is looking at putting in a 4,000-seater stand and maybe a bit of commercial underneath it so we can get some revenue back in on that. So the open day was held last week in, in Navan O'Matney's and you're saying now that the planning permission is ready to be lodged with uh, Mead County Council for yeah, the development of Over the next coming days, our architect has nearly everything ready, so that will be lodged in the next few days, please God. Excellent, and, 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 and hopefully we could see commencement maybe uh, in early uh, well, 2019? Yeah, it'll be 2019. We have to be realistic about it, so it will be 2019, yes. Very good, and uh, just, uh, just on that, we did have a tweet in, I think it's from Cormac Brady. Um, uh, it was about the development of Park Tolchin, and everybody is coming in with ideas now for, for fundraisers, um, uh, and one of the ideas was buy a brick in, in Park Tolchin and have your name engraved on the new Park Tolchin uh, stadium uh, f forever, basically. So it, maybe it's, it's something that the, the county board could look at in the next uh, in the next year or so. Yeah, and just to be clear on this, this is something we're going to set up a committee, a commercial committee, to look at all these things. And this has been mentioned. And Martin will tell you, the response we got last Saturday, or last week at our open day, I think it was a Wednesday, towards the whatever day it was, uh, it was a great response. And the amount of people that come on board to say that they will support us when we start get, get up and running, they will come out and, and support the venture. So th that's good. There's a lot of mead men in, out there, mead men and women who are not involved in clubs, 
directly, but they will come in and support us. And as comes, we will be selling bricks and doing other things. What has the response been like from the clubs? I know, uh, like it's not easy um, going to the clubs looking for a levy or or, or whatever. But how? What has the response been like for um, from the clubs? The response from the clubs has been good. They all want it, and they all see it has to happen. It's just when it's down to fundraising, they all have their own fundraising. So we have to work with the clubs and make sure that we don't cripple them either mm-hmm. and come up with a, some sort of a venture. A feasible plan for feasible each club. plan for the clubs yeah. to work with. And we're going to go out there and raise more money, and we're going back to Crow Park looking for extra money and, and Leinster Council. So we're, we've already met Leinster Council. We've got a good response off them. We've met Crow Park before, and now we're meeting them again. And uh, as I say, we won't be pushing the clubs to do what's... They can't do, but yeah, we'll, we'll which is great. So any and clubs, the clubs have said that they will do something, but it has to be realistic. Exactly, and yes. and, and that's, that's 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 a great thing is that the the clubs, uh, any clubs that have any issues out there, that you know that the county board are willing to work with them and do something that's feasible for their club and whatever. Yeah, no, that, and that we will work with them. I was trying to think of something else there when when you were looking at me. Um, no, we we said that all along. We will work with the clubs going forward and the new committee, when they're coming after next Monday night, they will sit down and we will still be all involved in it. And that's the plan. Yeah, that's great. I know it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful initiative and uh, it'll be absolutely brilliant for the home of Mead Football Park, Tolchin, to be uh, brought up to the standards that it should be. Um, I suppose looking at, uh, at your five-year tenure, um, when you took over, Connor, and, and when you came in as well five years ago, Martin, the Mead County Board was in a, a deficit of 200,000. Uh, how is that? How is the bank balance looking now, I suppose? Yeah, well, delighted to be able to report after our five years there, we, we are showing a surplus this year of 400,000. And that goes down to, to lads like Martin and all my other colleagues on the executive who got out of, and bust their arses to uh, raise funds. Now, I would have to say, you could 90% of them out there are great workers and they will get out and ra- raise funds all the time. You won't, don't want to mention the other 10%. Well, <laughs> they, they, they do the administration end of it. Exactly. Like, yeah. everybody no, everybody has born. a part to play. Yeah. And, 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 and they're not all born to be fundraisers where some of us don't have an issue going out and looking for money. And when you come in, there was a full staff restructure in the Mead County Board as well. And mm-hmm. um, at the time, there was people that, that were against the motion. But it's something that you brought in and... Do you, want, do you want to just run us through how you restructured the whole thing? Yeah, when we come in there, uh, we sat down with uh, Crow Park and Leinster Council and we knew ourselves we needed to restructure the staff. And this is where uh, Seamus Kenny come in. Uh, we decided we needed... Uh, it's now a business to run the GEA, whether it's the club or county level. And like I was down there five, six days a week, so was Jim Mullery and Brendan Dempsey. And we were saying, we need a fellow there full-time to do all this. So we decided to bring in Seamus Kenny as our operational manager. Um, the staff is restructured. At that time, we had only about four staff. We're now down to about 20 staff between full-time and part-time staff in, in Dungani and Park Tolton. And when, when you took over, there was only two full-time and four part-time, and, and, and now you're up to 20 employees. Like. Yeah, 20 employees. And, and, that and still a 400,000 surplus. Like. Yeah, and that came about with bringing in Seamus Kenny. I, I, I would have to say... Seamus Kenny has been a revelation to um, me, GA, and I, I would always put him on par with what John Costello, and this is a compliment to Seamus, what John Costello is to Dublin, Frank Murphy is to Cork, Seamus Kenny is to Mead, so that's the nice compliment I could pay him. I think we'd be lost without him if we hadn't got him at the minute. And, and what about him as a footballer? <laughs> 
I think it's probably we, we're talking about a testimonial. So uh, I suppose after last Saturday, if you've seen his face today, uh, broke the nose there. But me, any club would love to have Seamus Kenny. He's been a brilliant servant, and he would die for he would die for his club. He'd die for his county. Die for his club. And you've seen that yourself at first hand. And just in relation to on a lighter note, although not certainly a lighter note, anyone who thinks that Seamus Kenny isn't committed should see his face today after the weekend. You know, that shows you the courage and commitment. But going back to all of this, uh, five years ago, the GEA has evolved immensely in the last five years and uh, the requirements uh, for uh, running your teams at all levels, the cost of doing that has gone up significantly. The requirements uh, put on county boards by the Gaelic Players Association, and the players are entitled to everything they get, but, but there is a cost, and that has to be got somewhere. You know, um, the number of different structures that Connor and the management have, have brought in, uh, they were in many ways forced upon us. And what we did was we brought about all those changes. Um, Jim Mullery and, the, and his particular team over the last couple of years in, on the finance committee have been particularly busy. Um, team managers, uh, we have the very best. Uh, their requirements are, are greater than ever before. And sometimes the public don't realise that. And I think um, in a couple of weeks' time, we will actually see that actually spending on our teams, uh, the, there is a report uh, on all counties as to actually their cost of actually running their teams. And you'll see that... Uh, We've operated very much a KCD policy in County Mead, keep costs down. And that doesn't mean that, uh, that any of our teams were left without money. But and that's going to be the big problem with the new management coming in. You know, and I, I would say to all those who are taking uh, positions on uh, the county board that they're going to have to realise that fundraising is a huge part of it. Administration and top-class administrators are crucial. But fundraising is a huge part of our association. We're a voluntary organisation and uh, the demands going forward are going to be even greater than they were over the last five years. Yeah, it's, 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 it, as you said, it's, it, it's, it's become a business, uh, Connor. in fairness, and that's why um, the operational manager, Seamus Kenny, was brought in, I suppose, and if you were to look at it, if nobody knows basically what the operational manager's job is, he's basically the CEO of the Mead County Board. Well, that's what he is, the equivalent CEO, and like Seamus' job is out there to oversee all the workers we have in coaching and games, uh, all our administration staff, our cleaning staff, our... Uh, grounds people and particularly fundraising and he's been uh, a revelation at the fundraising this year um he he, he has been he's he, he like his his uh his work has been, uh, you know, absolutely amazing, and 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 of course, long may it continue. Um, we're I'm just gonna, sorry, Martin, you wanted to just give in, in relation to an awful lot of things, and Seamus Kenny, uh, the importance of a marketing strategy um, is crucial. You know, if you just look at, we brought in the race day, and every year our race day has got stronger, and it's got stronger because we looked at different marketing initiatives. We brought on board a new chairman of the race day committee, uh, Tony McIntyre, and he brought his business. Experience to that, and we have benefited greatly from marketing strategy. And I would make a strong recommendation to Seamus Kenny that uh, Mead GA would uh, employ a marketing manager going forward, which would be th their role would be to create more uh, corpus and more opportunities where we could actually uh, raise money for the development of Gaelic games um, in the county as a whole. 
I just want to say myself, um, I'm finished as PRO now. It's been an absolute honour for me uh, to have this particular uh, position um, and then to go on to the Leinster Council. But my role has evolved uh, hugely uh, since I took over first. Um, you know, social media has taken over. It's no longer uh, about how are we going to get our message to the press. The, the messaging is instant now. Um, with Twitter, we've 23,000 followers. That's absolutely nothing. You know, you've heard me joke about how many Joey Barton has. But those 23,000 people that we send messages to every day of the week, uh, they're crucial to our association, they're our members. And part of me uh, is a little bit disappointed to say that, you know, after the end of this term, after five years, I'm not sure that uh, clubs um, have taken uh, the public relations side uh, of it seriously. You know, the, the, appointment, the appointment of a PRO can no longer be the last man on the agenda. Um, it ha absolutely crucial. You see your, yourselves in Simonstown, you know, you have a, a new PRO there and how he's getting his message and how that actually benefits uh, the club. So, you know, we were talking about awards there uh, earlier. I see the, the public relations award is going to Manalvi. I can tell you uh, that guy in Manalvi over the last five years, Paul Green, he always had his fixtures up, he always had the results up, he always has his lottery results up, and all these things are absolutely crucial, you know, to yeah. getting your message out there. So uh, I think, you know, I think our association evolves. It's a little bit, you know, we're the one, we're, we're the one organisation where you have to be elected to become a volunteer, and uh, I, I sometimes laugh at that, you know. Uh, but it has worked for our association. Whether it'll work in the future or not, I don't know. I think there'll be questions about that. And, and uh, I wish, uh, like the five-year rule now, it, it, it's going to cause a lot of problems all over the country. You know, uh, in theory, the five-year rule works. But you, if you look at what's going on in County Mead at the moment, most of the management are either are leaving their positions they're in now uh, some will move on to something else. So, you know, if you've got somebody who's, let's say, a brilliant Irish officer or a brilliant PRO or uh, a brilliant chairman, would you, if you were uh, running uh, a PLC business, would you, although the GAA is not that, but would you be changing all your management all the one day? So I would have to, particularly when you'd have projects going on and changing your management in the middle uh, of a project, I'm not so sure that's such a good idea. Well, I think, Martin, you've answered me next 10 questions for me. <laughs> but uh, just one thing on the PRO, or on, on, on the, uh, you were saying about the clubs and whatever. Maybe, uh, maybe the clubs need to realise that the, you know, social media is bigger than what they think, and maybe the PROs in most of the clubs are probably uh, from a different generation that are not uh, social media aware and whatever. And that could be a thing, because you see some clubs, a lot of clubs are, are, are inviting a young... Uh, a younger man in or woman in to be as PRO because because they are technically minded and they would know all the the situations with you know Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and and, and all that stuff and maybe maybe that's it maybe it's it's going to be the next ten years that we'll we'll, we'll cross that but bridge I don't but even think it's going to be ten years. They, they, they so oh no no it, it won't be it won't instantly. yeah but it, some it might take some clubs up to ten years to to get to grips with it maybe that's that's that, that's my point on that one I suppose to bring it back to to sponsorship and and, and the likes you know uh, Mead have been very lucky to have Taylor 
Cato uh, on board for four years and then Devonish on board for three years. Smaller sponsorship coming from Uniflu, Ferry Hill Steel and others. But as well as that, Connor, there's been some overseas fundraising done, which is the first time ever with me, GA. Yeah, and this is something that Seamus set up with uh, a chap called Ronan Murphy from Kells and John Breslin from Kells. John lives over in New York. And it's something we have been looking at doing for the last few years and I don't know why it hasn't been done for years ago but uh, Seamus got the ball rolling this year and it has been a most wonderful success I think we took in nearly a quarter million dollars uh, we couldn't believe it ourselves there was other counties uh, couldn't believe to what we brought in first time we've already w- we're already working on more overseas fundraising in different parts of America different parts of the world as well. and how, what kind of fundraising is taking place in New York yeah, well, there's a lot of mead people out in these ca- countries and we don't realise it and we go away. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe we had, we had a function that night for Sean Boylan and Bernard Flynn came with us and uh, Colm O'Rourke and uh, Andy McEntee and the amount of mead people that turned up that night just to meet all the lads and it's unbelievable how many mead people are away there to yeah. out, out in America even and but all over Europe and Seamus is already in touch with other European countries about doing something. Yeah, it's the diaspora I suppose and, 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 and it's their way most of them can't just come home willy-nilly um, at any stage and, and for them for, for, for Mead County Board to bring out their heroes to see them or the, the current players or whatever it be, even representatives from the Mead County Board, that's huge to these people that have been living away from home for so long. Yeah, and I, I met lads out there that I played football against uh, 30 years ago, Ben Cullen and Pat Cullen from the league and lads like that, and unbelievable, they were all delighted. It was like being a home for them. They were, they were really up for it. And there's so many people out there that we don't just realise but like when we hear of all the other counties going out there and raising money and we're saying to ourselves, well, why can't we do it? Yeah. There are good mead people out there and we're lucky to have the likes of John Breslin in that base in New York. And John even said to us when we leave, we'll do this again. So like they're, they're, they're up for us as well and hopefully the next time we'll have Sam with us when we go over. Yeah, that is, well, we ho- let's hope you don't leave it that long to go yeah. over to America. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll come to that in a few minutes. So we'll, as well as as well as the overseas fundraising, there's been a lot of race day, or, or a lot of fundraising done um, uh, locally as well. And I suppose something that you've uh, brought back in was the race day, um, uh, the Mid GAA race day as well. Yeah, Martin hit on that a few minutes ago. There, uh, the race day has been like only last Sunday we had a thousand people there supporting. Uh, we were actually sold out in the first week we put it up for sale. So the boom is back, lads. The boom is back, but <laughs> it, it was it was the first year was probably the hardest sell of this uh, five years ago when we decided to bring it back in and we just hit all the people that we could. And now next year it's just every year going on. It's just a matter of a phone call. Listen, we're running this again. Count me in. They all want to be there to support. Brilliant. It. And like the, it was a fabulous day there last last Sunday again. Uh, it, it is a wonderful day out, and anybody who who gets the the, the pleasure or, or or be lucky enough to get to one of those race days, they really are a fantastic uh, day out at the races and a fundraiser for for me GAA. As well as that, you've got the club golf classic and you've got the corporate golf classic. But the club golf classic, that's that's towards the county board as well, and that's where. Uh, can you explain how that works? Yeah, well, that's uh, come in in the last couple of years. There, uh, Francis Flynn is the chairperson of that, and Francis come up with this idea at the club. All the clubs come in, they pay X amount into it, and at the end of it, whatever club wins, they get a set of jerseys for the for their club going forward. And it's a good fundraiser. The corporate golf classic, 
we only brought that in this year along with the business lunch. Um, we, that was us bringing in uh, business people to run these corporate functions and it's been a great success. And we need to keep doing that, even though we made 400,000 to do it. We've done it this year, why can't we do it again next year and the, the year after? So. You know, it, it, it's funny, you, you go through all the sponsorship and the, uh, the fundraising and, and everything that's happening. It's no coincidence that a 200,000 deficit was turned into a 400,000 surplus uh, in, in five years. And, and, uh, and it's getting people to be willing to throw their shoulder to the wheel and get involved in these and, and, and setting up committees and getting people to get up off their arse, as you said, and do all these fundraising. And it's commendable to you and your committee this, this last five years, yeah, Connor. And I'm a great believer in delegating. And uh, that's what I don't want to come in. I appointed people, and we were lucky to have great people around us, and we appointed people there with the support of the executive. And we gave them their head, and we, we keep an eye on them, but we let them go off and do it. And watch what they're doing, but there's, there are lots of people willing to do it out there, and, and I know when Park Talton starts, there are a lot of big commercial people that will come on board to, to support me, GA. We've, listen, Devonish was pushing an open door when we went to Devonish, and there's a lots of companies out there like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, that's great to see, and, and I suppose looking then, uh, uh, the, 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 what happens after all this money is, is raised is that it's pumped into the likes of the underage development squads in hurling and football and, and adult hurling and football as well. And, and although it's been a barren spell for, for me, footballers, over the last few years, it hasn't been for the hurlers or the underage, I suppose. There's been, there has been relative success in both of them. Yeah, under, our underage has been doing well over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And Seamus again brought this into the coaching game and has told the lads, like Jamie Queenie's in their head and up coaching games. Noel Dempsey is our coaching officer. But they're doing a lot with coaching games and there's a lot happening. I suppose when you look at this year, we got the under-17 semi-final of the All-Ireland, our minor hurlers winning. Last year, for the first time ever, we and we have to have a name and our aim is to beat Dublin everywhere we can yeah. and we beat Dublin under 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 in both codes and that was somewhere we haven't done in 15 years yeah. so it's coming there and people just need to be have a bit of patience and like myself and Martin have often talked about this in the next two or three years me they're going to be up there right and we'll be in the Super 8 and there's no two ways about it that's where we're heading and that's, that's, that's where we want to be I uh, suppose and we should type of acknowledge um, both football and hurling. We were very, very close. Like uh, we were all on our phones watching Twitter uh, for the game between uh, Kildare and Galway um, in Salt Hill earlier in the year. Like me, we were only uh, a point away from actually getting promoted uh, to Division One in the National Football League, and that would have made such a difference, you know. And uh, Andy and and his particular uh, management. They've been working very hard over the last year. Similarly, in our, in our hurling, now I do have to point out, uh, you know, we're not playing at the same level. We're in the second tier or third tier playing our hurling competitions, but we have come an awful long way over the last number of years. And I do believe we always had the players to come to this particular level anyway. So it's not a coincidence, you know. Although uh, winning the Christie Ring, magnificent, and the way that all turned out, winning the league. And, and I heard I was at a, a function the other night. I heard Martin Ennis speak, and he said it would be they would have been very disappointed if they didn't win the league with the quality of players we had. We were different level to that, and we're going to have to in order to sustain that. We're going to actually have to move up another level uh, in 2018, playing in the Joe McDonough and you know Division uh, 2A of the hurling league. So you know. Uh, it's going to be a difficult year for Mead Hurling next year because they're playing at that level, but it's great to actually be there. 
Yeah, yeah, I disagree. I wouldn't say it's going to be difficult. It's that's where you want to be. You want to pit yourself against the best, and 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 you said it already. Beating Dublin at, at, at both codes at all grades at underage, that's a huge step because Dublin are the mark. They are the 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 mark for everybody now. They are where where you need to get to, Connor, and 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 to be as good as them and better than them at underage level only bodes well for the future for me, GA. Yeah, and as I said at the start, that we have to have a name, and Dublin is our aim to beat them every 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 code, every age, and even adult football. And I remember Jerry and Andy when they were doing the interview of a manager job. Somebody said to him, "Would you be happy to be in the first five or six this year?" He said, "If we're in it, we're in it to win it. We're going to win everything." He says, and he said, "We're going to beat the Dubs every year." And listen, it's it's heading in the right direction. Well, let's pray that they bring that back because uh, Mead Mead football has uh, ha- has been away from the top table for long enough now um, so near and yet so far as, as, as Martin said a point away from going back up to Division 1 but league league standings don't lie at the same time Martin you know and we were third best in the league and, and we need to get up to Division 1 so we need to be in the top 2 of, of Division 2 this year and it's a well achievable goal it is, but I think people are going to have to realise now uh, in Gaelic games, and you know this more than I do, uh, no longer can a player that we've never heard of emerge uh, playing for his county team and going to be changing, uh, change everything. Players, when they arrive with Andy McIntyre, they have to be ready to go now. So that means there have, have to be five, six, seven, eight, nine years work maybe in development squads where we talked about Dungani and all that are, are all going to have to be done. Now, we're not a professional organisation and we can't get lads in or oh, this will be great, things will change. So you've seen that under the Mick O'Dowd thing. You know, Mick brought in a lot of new players and unfortunately he wanted to mix the new with some experienced players. The experienced players unfortunately got injured. Great players, Kevin Riley's, you know, Shane O'Rourke's, uh, all those... Uh, chap from Summerhill, brilliant footballer and you know, and, and then we were left without the experience and a lot of those younger lads ha- had come through and that, that is the way it, it is now for modern teams, there's been no change over the last 10 or 12 years in who's been at the top table that, why? Because they're consistent Mayo keep coming back um, Dublin are on the top table You know, Kerry re-emerge all the time and that's, it's a turnover, we have to keep getting that level of uh, turnover and you know, for the first time in a while I have to say I was quite excited uh, by the performance of a Mead football team you know was that under 17 competition you know we played against a very good Dublin team um, in Drogheda and you know and a bit of the old Mead football was seen there uh, that day and it was great to win that and uh, you know uh, the minor team we gave a master display in the first half uh, this year in Dublin I don't know what happened in the second half and it went takes extra time and the whole lot. But there are, let's say, there are shoots to be seen, you know, uh, for the future of it. But a lot of that has to do with uh, what's going on in Dungani, what's going on out there at the moment uh, in terms of development squads. Yeah, it really does. And, and, and that's, if you look at the likes of Dublin or whatever, that's what they do. They look at the underage, they set up the underage development squads and, and players are primed and ready to go into the senior team when they get to a certain age. And that's something we, we, we have in place now, but it's going to take a couple of years, Connor. Yeah, and it is something we have in place. And like people need to remember, Dublin have only for the last five or six years been winning, seven years. But for 15 years before that, they have done nothing, only build underage. And like we've been hearing our clubs saying, oh, Dublin are doing it, oh, Mary are doing it. We're doing exactly what Dublin done 
15 years ago now. We have GPOs here, GDAs, yep. uh, coach, coaching officers coming into our clubs, into our schools. Uh, we're getting grants from Leinster Council to do this. Uh, the clubs have asked for it. This is what we're doing now for the first time ever. So we're doing exactly what Dublin done when they were winning nothing. So we're coming through now and we'll be the, the force in, in the future. Yeah, the GPOs are the Games Programme Officers and the GDAs are the Games Development Administrators and they're all in place now. And, and there's really good structures in place at underage. And uh, as we said... We're, we're hoping that Mead will get up to Division 1 of the National Football League this year and be up at that top table, up at the up on the Super 8. And if they can get that far at the moment, there's going to be a conveyor belt of players to come in after uh, 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 they vacate their positions and all these lads will come in and only make Mead football better. Yeah, exactly. And as Martin said there, it's exciting to see the under-17s and the minors coming through, and even our 21s. So we can see all these lads coming up from 14, 15, 16, 17. There's a conveyor belt, as you say, coming through. and Long may it continue. And it's amazing in all sports, everywhere in the world, the minute you start getting a few results, look at your own club, Simonstown Gales, you know, when you start to get a few results, people start to believe, they start to buy into it. You know, and that's what we're asking uh, everyone in County Mead. Buy into this. We will get back up there. But we need every man, woman and child in the county to start believing that and get behind the system. Yeah. Success breeds success, really. It really does. And, and something else that I just want to mention as well, you were, you were saying about um, uh, the money that's, that's been pumped in and the whole lot. Just another thing, 1.5 million in capital sports grants went to 28 clubs, I think it was, uh, in Mead as well this week. And that's, that's fantastic for Mead football. And that means that all these clubs can, um, uh, to, can um, improve all their facilities, man. We should look at the facilities of County Mead. We've some of the finest clubhouses in the country. Anyone will tell you that. Just keep, just look across the Dublin border there, uh, St Peter's, um, Rash Oat, Dunhamore, Ashbourne. You know, and the rest are doing the same all over the country. You notice there the the uh, ground of the year, Kelmaine, a tiny little club on the outskirts of Kells. Uh, what they're able to do. So capital sports grants is one thing, and it's only we're delighted to get as many of those as possible for our clubs you know, to develop uh, their particular grounds. When, if they develop, they bring more mo members in, more members for our association. Exactly. That, 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 that was my point you got there at the end. <laughs> Is that, you know, the, 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 if they can improve their grounds, improve their facilities, it's only going to increase and bring more people into the, um, into the GEA. I suppose, lads, looking at it, your, your, your five years are up. We're after listing through some of the achievements, Connor, that uh, you, you and your committee have made over the last five years, and it's been a, a wonderful five years. Have you had any disappointments, I suppose, over the last five years? There's a couple that stick out for me for you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there, there is one in particular. Of course, uh, like any chairman, you always want to present uh, the Keegan Cup to your own club, and I had two chances for it to happen in the last five years. Sorry about that. Unfortunately, uh, you put pay to one of them. <laughs> but um, listen, it didn't happen. That's probably ha one of my biggest disappointments. Um, the other two, I would love to one in Leinster with meet seniors. Uh, I've seen all the work them lads put into it uh, five, six nights a week. And the sacrifice they have to make, the giving up their social life and everything. And I'd love to have seen it for them lads. I suppose uh, another one, uh, I put a committee together there with uh, Liam Keane and your own club and Keys are there on it to look at restructuring the the championships. I still feel that we need to do something about that. Unfortunately, it didn't happen two years ago. Uh, the clubs just weren't ready for it. But hopefully they might 
Yeah, they'll they'll have to revisit that, that now, so they will, because if you look at the whole restructuring of the All Ireland Championship and the the whole uh, the, the, the the football leagues and everything, and they're leaving these windows open for teams to for club for club matches and whatever. It's going to be very difficult for county managers to say, yeah, you can have that full full month off for your club and and, and the likes. But in Mead, excuse me, in Mead, to win the senior championship, you have to play eight championship matches. That's without replays. So that's 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 massive. So there has to be some sort of restructuring to the senior championship and all the championships in Mead. I think that's the point we were trying to make two years ago. But uh, listen, going forward, we're definitely going to have to look, look at that. It's so obvious out there that it's just not possible to fit in all the fixtures. And... Like club managers want their players as well as county managers, so we're gonna have to try and accommodate everybody. So oh, it'll, it will be really looked at going forward, yes. Yeah, as Connor said, you know, already, um, you know, the committees uh, are already looking at ways uh, of no, I'm not saying less games, don't forget, uh, less games wouldn't necessarily be a good thing, it's our bread and butter. We've brought in a half a million in Gatorade seats this year. And let's let's be fair about that. It's that half a million that's paying uh, the weekly bills. So it, it all has to be looked at in terms of what is benefit for what will benefit association as a whole and working together. Just, just in relation to my own particular five years, um, I don't think it could have got any more. It's been a wonderful experience for me. Um, got to meet an awful lot of people, uh, new friends and acquaintances, including yourself, Michael, right? Uh, for, for, for life. Um, you know, as Connor pointed out, and I think this is the great thing of Connor's uh, chairmanship, uh, is that he allowed us, who were over our committees, to uh, run our committees, to use our enthusiasm within our committees uh, to get them working right. And I, I think that was a major success. And, uh, you know, where he was keeping a close eye on us, uh, we were still uh, allowed to run our committees. And I think that's the important thing, that, you know, there's no point in being on a committee, uh, being a chairperson of a certain committee, and then you're being told how to do it from somewhere else. So that particular uh, thing, I want to thank Connor uh, for that, and it allowed us to get on. Um, I had a good time. I enjoyed. I got plenty of advice from people I took the advice from people in relation to our programmes, designs and things like that and you know I think we got those awards uh, for that, that was, that's well known and I think we've left uh, when whoever the new PRO is comes in I think we have a template uh, put in place uh, as things change you know we will change with them. I think on that too, Mickey, just to say thanks to Martin, but just to acknowledge, and you know yourself, Martin doesn't like praise or anything like that. No, he but, um, wouldn't be a fan of that, so he wouldn't. On Martin's five years there that he took over, four years in a row he won the top awards in Leinster and in Ireland for his programmes and his, his public relations. So well done to Martin and everybody in his committee. Yeah, yeah, no, he's. I've said it on, I think, every podcast. I'd like to thank Martin for all the work he does as PRO, and he's a great man and the whole lot, and I'm still saying it to him, so I am, but uh, he's still smiling. That's the main thing. And Connor, of course, your five-year tenure, you know, we, we, as I said, we listed off some of the achievements that you have made, but it's been a wonderful five years. The only the only thing, as you said, you've been missing is, has been football, uh, football awards or, or, or football silverware from the senior team. Um, what does the, what, what are your plans for the next five years? Uh, have you have you decided what you're going to do now since that yeah, you're forgetting well, the position? I, I know what I want to do. And just to say the last five years have been absolutely fabulous. I've met so many friends. I've made so many new friends. I've no doubt that I've made enemies, but I don't have a problem with that because if I've made enemies, I'm doing my job well. Yeah. 
I, I'm a strong believer in that you won't keep everybody happy. But uh, going forward, I'm running for Central Council next Monday night. I'm hoping the clubs will see all that they've done over the last five years and that they'll keep me in. I think it's important to keep continuity there. And, and I'm, a, I'm not afraid to go out there and do the work or afraid of fundraise or whatever. So um, I've certainly delivered over the last five and I would love to be there and representing the county up in Crow Park and pushing them for a lot more money and for the county. That'd be excellent and it'd be great to have you up there and, and as you said, pushing to get more money for the, for, for our county. And uh, um, Martin, uh, yourself, you're, you're in your first year, you're finishing up your first year as Leinster PRO. You've got two years left on on your uh, in your position. Um, what are the plans for you? I know that you were going to be going for another position in the county board, but you've recently pulled out of that um, uh, race. Yeah, I pulled out of it, uh, mainly because I didn't think that it actually suited the skills that I believe I have. Um, I've always been interested in the public relations side, and uh, that is the side of, of the GEA that I like to work with. And within the Leinster Council, um, I got elected last year, and... Uh, you know, it's been a difficult year to hold the two positions. But uh, look, at, uh, we've great help um, down in the Leicester Council. There's a lot of full-time people. There's a lot of advice from the National Communications Committee and different things like that. So uh, 2018 would be great. And be like Connors, we'd be hopeful uh, that there'll be opportunities to present uh, trophies and different things to some of our own particular things but when you get a job in the provincial council you have to think of the job you've gotten and that is the provincial PRO so uh, there have been good years for Leinster this year there's been great attendance as matches uh, the Wexford Kilkenny game what excitement that was uh, Kildare's emergence um, in uh, Leinster and I can tell you I was just looking at uh, Lakra Gale last night on TG Cahar and it's amazing Mead's contribution to the Leinster call during the 90s that four games against Dublin at a time where uh, the GEA needed a boost um, after Italia 90 and things like that and then sometimes much forgotten about those great games against Kildare those drawn matches and uh, all of those and Jody Devine's five points and the amount the attendance at games and things like that so uh, it's great to be a mead man down there but uh, Leinster GEA in order for it to be strong, we need me GEA at the top table again, and I hope that happens. Yeah, we all hope that happens, and well done to Martin and, and all his achievements as well, and we hope wish him the best going forward with Leinster uh, GEA. Just, Connor, um, we did put it out today that you were going to be on uh, with us, um, so there was a few tweets in. We got one from Cormac Brady, one from Paddy Stapleton, one from Sean Caffrey, and one from Brian O'Neill. You answered Sean, Sean Caffrey's one already. It was a question that I asked you about the levies and the clubs, so that's that one done. Now, the, the other three lads were all basically asking did you see the the hoax jersey the away jersey that was put up on twitter there a few weeks ago um there was a hoax me the away jersey it was a white jersey it's very similar to the 1981 offley jersey from the all-ireland final did you see it connor no I did you hear about it, it? Never even heard about you it. didn't no, even hear no, about no, it well they're all asking is there any chance that that could be brought in to meet because it was one of the nicest jerseys that they've seen in a long time. So they were asking, could you bring that jersey in? Well, it'll probably be up to the new chairman, but I have <laughs> to tell you, Seamus Kenny looked at that last year and we, we got a little bit windy about bringing it forward just in case it wouldn't be accepted. We had a couple of ideas and he did get a few mock jerseys, but I'll run it by Seamus and I'll have there's people out there that will support <laughs> it if we, if we go with it. 
No problem at all. And then we, we did say we're, uh, before we finish, we're going to announce the um, winner of the Mead GAA jersey um, for Mead's greatest GAA moment. We had many a tweet in. We had uh, people uh, tweeting about, uh, Sean Caffrey tweeted in as well about 96, the replay, Mead beating Mayo in the replay um, um, when uh, Brendan Riley scored that wonderful point down towards Hill 16. Where there was many a moment. There was Joe Sheridan, uh, Joe Sheridan's point in, in uh, volley point down in, in, in uh, Cusick Park in Westmead um, when the goalkeeper tipped it over the bar. There was uh, of course there was Kevin Foley's point which would be part of the four in a row um, and uh, there was another one I can't remember it was from David Rispin I'll come back to that but the winner anyway was uh, Ray Martin and it, it was the four in a row and his tweet was um, it was it has to be the four in a row and it was an awful travesty that we didn't go on and win that All-Ireland final uh, when down bet us in 1991 and well done to Ray Martin Ray we'll be tweeting you to let you know you've won the the jersey but uh, just on that lads uh, what's your greatest ever me GA moment what what's yours Connor what what stands out for you in me GA I probably have two of them and Foley is one of them but uh, I have to remember Liam Hayes scoring a goal in Crow Park in the league final. Yeah. I think that was somebody else actually put that in. That I, yeah, I, I forgot to mention yeah. that one. Class. Yeah, class, class goal. But uh, I think myself and Martin are, are, are in agreement that the four in a row was just something special to see Crow Park filled four weeks in a row for a round one uh, championship match in Leinster. You know, it really was something special. Yeah, and was special, but I have my own personal moment and. Uh, I'll always have this moment. I think the performance of Mead in the 96 All-Ireland semi-final um, against Tyrone, against Tyrone mm. was one of the greatest Mead football performances I ever seen. The, uh, the emergence of the young uh, lions, as I call them, the Garretys. I know they were all there and the whole lot, but this was uh, particularly... Um, you know, it wouldn't happen now. The uh, '95, uh, Jason Sherlock destroyed us um, in in Crow Park in, yeah, in the Leinster right. final, right. and everyone said that's the end of me, that's the end of Sean Boylan. And you know, uh, as we had Martin O'Connell here, they were tipping Carlo to beat us in the first round of the championship uh, the following year, and we all know what happened there. And we went on then, and that performance um, against uh, a very good Tyrone uh, team. Um, it's just a memorable performance because for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it, it really is. It was uh, a wonderful I one. Mickey in, in Hurling circles, it would have to be the Christie Ring. The Christie Ring, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Gavin, Gavin Riley, the the t, uh, the TV3 and X Today FM yeah. correspondent, he tweeted that into us as well. I hope that you're going to give the the Christie Ring a mention, and uh, that was that. wonderful. Yeah, I would listen. There was probably three or four thousand people in Crow Park, but. To do it once, to do it twice the same year. <laughs> uh, the, the, there were some lads joking with us from other counties. Who was the only county ever to win the Christie Ring back to back? But, <laughs> in the one um, year. It was absolutely fabulous. And I'll never forget that moment. It was one of my proudest moments as chairman as well, I have to say that. Yeah, and it was. And, and a lot of the great thing about it was a huge amount of publicity. And normally, Mead Hurland wouldn't get that publicity. But the way Martin Ennis and... Uh, his particular team handled that publicity and accepted that they had to uh, made the decision that they would, out of sporting reasons, 
which was the great thing, uh, replayed that particular game. And I have to give credit to Antrim for their role in that as well. They accepted uh, the decision and the replay was exceptional. And it was just a little disappointing, as Connor said, there was 4,000. Really, there should have been a whole lot more. And anyone who missed that opportunity, it's gone now. Yeah, absolutely, that's that's a memory that a lot of an awful lot of people have missed out on, lads. Uh, just to finish it up, the AGM, the Mead AGM, where the new county board uh, will be voted in, that's taking place when, Connor? Next Monday, the eleventh, in Avon O'Mahony's our convention is on. So looking forward to that, starting at seven o'clock. Not looking forward because I don't really want to be keeping a position. We'll miss it, uh, as I said, for the reasons earlier. Made a lot of friends, but um, very just very quickly on that, Martin has already mentioned it as well. Do you agree with the five-year um, term? or do you think that's something that should be revisited again as well? No, I, I definitely think it's something that should be revisited because like, if I'm not doing my job or Martin's not doing my jo his job, the delegates can vote us out any year. So we go up for election every year. So why do we need the five-year rule? If somebody's there and they're entitled to be there and they're doing the work, well, they're entitled to another year. That's my belief. Yeah. But um, if they're not happy with us, then they just vote us out. I think that the county board over the last five years have done, have made amazing strides in Mead, um, and 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 now they've even put the procedures and policies in place for the underage to get us back up there. They realised that it had to start at the grassroots with the with the underage. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank Martin O'Halloran, um, as always, the Mead PRO and Leinster PRO, and Mead PRO for another four or five days, um, for being here. I really want to thank uh, Connor Tormey of Ashburn and the Mead County Board. Chairman for coming in to speak with us here tonight. It's a, it's a great honour to have the Mead County Board Chairman uh, doing something like this with us. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, stay stay tuned for uh, upcoming podcasts. Of course, we're going to be taking a break now until January. Um, we're going to enjoy the Christmas, Martin. We're going to have a few pints. We might even have a Christmas party. I'll buy you a pint, no problem at all. Um, uh, but uh, do follow us on Facebook, do follow us on the Twitter and Instagram. Um, get sharing it because when we come back in January, we're really going to go hell for leather at it. We're going to have plenty of guests, we're going to have plenty of interviews, and it's going to even be better. And remember, we are Mead. Why? It matters more. <laughs>